Hey, everyone in. Let's go. Huddle up on three. One, two, three. Huddle, Huddle up. up. No one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. This is your game now, gentlemen. They'll be calling this the save. The words that DC fans have been waiting to hear since 1974. The Washington Capitals are the 2018 Stanley Cup champions. seen anything like that. And now, welcome everyone to the Huddle Up Podcast. And the only thing else I got to say is, how about Jim Cowboy? We got plenty to talk about tonight, uh, slowly but surely. We are returning to sports, and that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, make sure you check out all the uh, Huddle Up pages on social media, Huddle Up Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Our home network, of course, NGSC Sports, and we stream daily at LeebSports.com. That is L-E-E-I-B Sports.com. We, of course, have uh, Dave with us. You may not see Dave, but Dave is with us, but we're also joined uh, by Sean, who uh, I think one of the last times Sean was with us, um, at least on a regular basis, was when uh, the Eagles were hunting down their Super Bowl championship and uh, joining us on the sports side for the first time on this version of my sports podcast is Matt. Uh, but let's uh, let's talk to Dave first. Dave, how you doing, man? Been a long time since we've uh, talked in this format. Yeah, Jim, we're doing well. Uh, it's uh, obviously a strange world right now, as everyone knows, and it's uh, you know kind of looking forward to kicking back and uh, chatting sports here for a little bit. Seems like a, a foreign concept right now, something we haven't been able to do for a long time. And uh, I, I'm glad that you got some uh, friends on here, so there's three of us to bust your balls for an hour or so. Yeah, well, you know, I figure it's been a long time since anybody uh, has has really had the opportunity to bust my balls like this, so. Uh, I might as well just just get it from from all fronts uh, instead of just one. You know, I, there, there's no point in doing it uh, with with just one person. So um, I am uh, I am glad uh, to have my brother here uh, from the confines of Saint Petersburg, Florida. Uh, how you doing, Sean? Doing okay. Um, a lot better than the lady is right now. There's a screaming kid in the uh, in the bedroom. Yeah. Bedtime, not his strong suit, uh, but that's new since the last time since um, since everything was going. But but yeah, we're we're excited to talk about sports. We're excited to eventually start watching sports. 
Uh, if somebody had told me I had this much time at home, I'd have been so excited because <laughs> I'd have had time to watch sports. Um, uh, and as far as that intro of yours, um, as somebody who uh, is still living a Super Bowl championship that happened a little bit before that, uh, feel free to milk that as long as you want. Oh yeah, and that's that's the crazy thing, and and you know we've talked about it not on on the air, but the fact that your Eagles, my Capitals, and then last summer our dads, St. Louis Blues, like in the span of like sixteen, a year and a half. you know, sixteen, eighteen months from each other, all of our like number one priority sports teams uh, won their first championship in in succession like that. Uh, was nothing short of uh, incredible. After you know, for 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 Dad, it was fifty plus years the Blues were in the NHL, and for us, nearly uh, you know, between thirty five and forty years of living. Uh, While you're on it, um, I would also like to point out that your NHL team won a Stanley Cup, and then Dad's NHL team won a Stanley Cup, and whatever shortened situation this is, I feel like despite that Super Bowl, that's a separate thing. We earned that. We fought hard. We had injuries. Sure. That's our thing. This one is happening. And uh, I have no really other basis to have it other than that kind of magic show. Well, we'll uh, we'll certainly talk about the Stanley Cup and the Stanley Cup playoffs. But uh, welcome in Matt, uh, a.k.a. 41 to 33, uh, Senior Gritty here onto the show. Matt, how you doing tonight? I'm doing well, man. I'm, I'm, it's nice to be back. I, I, think, uh, I think the last time I was on, you were still running Tuesdays. But uh... – I will agree that some parts of the uh, of the intro does need some updating. I could probably, I mean, you could probably do without the "How about them Cowboys" thing. I mean, because how about them Cowboys? How about them? <laughs> but, but I mean, I, again, the, the Caps thing, man, that that was a big moment for you. So definitely keep that on there. But you know, uh, I mean, you you have a guy that's not even in the Cowboys ring of honor. On your intro. So. Well, well, you're um, you're you're not wrong about that, uh, and and it's borderline criminal that he's uh you know he's now a uh, nfl hall of famer a football hall of famer and he is not uh in the uh in the cowboys uh, ring of honor but that's that's another battle for another day um so obviously yeah it's it's been uh over three months or or just about uh three months now since uh the sports world and and quite frankly the world as a whole uh shut its doors uh for a global pandemic um and, uh, you know, and, and things are starting to kick back off. We'll talk about uh, where some of these leagues are at. And, and uh, we'll talk about the, 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 the hockey playoffs and basketball playoffs that are uh, that are lined up. But, like, for me, I have found myself uh, at times watching, like, old, uh, old sports, uh, like old games. You know, like NHL Network's running stuff all the time, NBC Sports, uh, your regional sports networks. Um, you know, I found some like golf matches that I had that I hadn't watched, you know, like stuff from like 2006 before I even uh, really got into playing golf. And, you know, I, I have I have found myself over the last couple of months actually uh, enjoying watching like old games, which I never really did before because it's like, you know, I, I don't need to. I always have some sort of sports season going on that I can watch the current one. So, Dave, have you actually have you been uh, have you been finding yourself watching any of these uh, like these throwback or classic games, or are you just uh, waiting and waiting and waiting for the uh, the new stuff the, to uh, to resume? 
Yeah, I got. I, I've definitely been watching some of the reruns. I mean, you have nothing else to do, so you have to. And it, of course, the the third or fourth one on that I was watching, I uh, I was like, oh, I don't. It was a hockey game, and I was like, oh, they're gonna pass it here, and then he's gonna shoot and score. And sure as shit, that happened because you know sports memory, remember that stuff. And then I get in trouble because she's like, you can't remember to do the damn dishes, but you can remember this from seven <laughs> years ago. And it's like. You know, I, I think we can all relate to that, but uh, yeah, it's been, no, it's never. been fun reliving some of the uh, the older the older sports things, and the uh, I've been watching some of the Korean ba- baseball in the morning just because, again, you're you're up at live sports and it's something to do type of thing. But uh, it, it's, I mean, we're I think the the term that we're all using is that we're surviving right now, and that's about what it is. I mean, we've been watching stuff that we've never watched before just because it's new and different. Um, but I think that again, everyone's surviving and, and we can't wait to get back to whatever the new normal is. Yeah. I mean, I, we were talking a little bit before we jumped on air. Like I I've actually watched like NASCAR races over the last couple of weeks, because that was one of the first things, uh, that, that has come back and, and been, uh, live and, and been, uh, you know, back, back to it. So yeah, it, it for me to, to watch a NASCAR race is, is something that it isn't normally on the agenda, but, uh, here we are, Sean. Have you uh, have you found yourself, uh, you know, partaking in these in these classic games? Uh, well, I mean, I watch what I can when I can. Obviously, you have a nine month old uh, or fair. younger in the home. Um, you know, you try to limit screen time. So, so you know, I've kind of used more of my time spending time with him uh, than than catching up on sports. But um, you know, I have gotten to relive the Eagles playoff run uh, and go through that. Um, still just as exciting and heart-wrenching uh, times where you know the play is going to go fine uh, and you just think like well what if this is what if it's just a trick and like this time Tom Brady completes that pass you know um, uh, but he doesn't uh, that's the end the final sally so don't worry if oh he, 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 he didn't it didn't uh, no. the result no, I did change. watch I did watch some classic bowling uh, at one point uh, it was just on I was on late at night and uh, it was there I was like sure I've watched cornhole just to get some live uh, live entertainment that's pretty fun to watch yeah I know I, I caught some of uh, some of the Ocho when ESPN did oh uh, man I watched the marble o- racing for like an hour uh, the marble racing was pretty good I think my favorite uh, event on the on the Ocho that day was the uh, the slippery steps. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, just uh, just ridiculous. But no, I, I get what you're saying with that though, because there was there was a Sunday, uh, I think it was in April, where uh, NBC Sports Washington uh, re-aired all uh, five of the uh, 2018 uh, Stanley Cup Finals games, and uh, I no longer yeah, have that. Like, like I have uh, I have Xfinity now, so I actually had to like sign up for a free trial of YouTube TV oh, yeah. so I could watch them, and uh, like. Game one still ticked me off that the Capitals lost, and like game two, like when I even though I knew like the save was coming, like I was still getting punchy because I'm like, oh, it's a two on one. This is really bad. But yeah, you it's, do you it, you relive it and it and it's and it's phenomenal. And yeah, like, you know you watch Nick Foles do what Nick Foles did, and and um and it was great. And um I mean the only other big thing I made sure I tuned into the match. I was pretty excited for that. Yeah, and um that was great television. That uh, was for awesome. what it was. Uh, for four guys playing golf in the rain, uh, you know, it could have been really terrible. Yeah, um, <laughs> could have and, been boring. Um, well, even the uh, the thing the week before from Seminole uh, with uh, McElroy and Dustin Johnson. Yeah, and that was entertaining. I mean, entertain- I didn't get to watch as much of it. Yeah, I mean, uh, the thing I liked about those two, and obviously we'll talk about golf because golf is resuming uh, tomorrow. Yeah. 
But uh, the thing I liked about those two, and we'll, we'll get to you, Matt. I, sorry, we just kind of jumped off. Uh, is, is the thing I liked about the, the, the way, and I hope that the golf coverage is this way, because obviously for the time being, no spectators, is that you're, you're not going to see the grandstands and stuff. So from a person who plays golf, like I found the, the coverage a lot more interesting because you're seeing the course as a golfer who's just who's going to walk on and play. That you know that's how you see it. You know, like because I I've had a chance I had a chance to play Lancaster Country Club last summer, and seeing it for the first time without the grandstands for when I saw it when the when the women played there, it was a completely different course. So it's uh you know I'm I'm excited to see the the, the golf coverage, but yeah the match and and all that was was great too. Matt, have you been uh have you been digging back in the in the old stuff? Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean when they started putting all like the old Sixers, Flyers, Philly stuff up, I made sure I was loading up my DVR with that because <laughs> I'm working from home now. I can just kind of have that on in the background while I'm doing my my stuff at work. So it's it's nice to have that. I uh, really enjoyed that the Notre Dame put like a ton of all their old stuff on their YouTube channel for free. Um, so I've gotten to go back and watch some stuff from like the early 90s that I didn't really pay as much attention to back then as I would now. Um, so that, that's been nice to watch. Definitely caught the cornhole. Um, I, I think um, watching The Last Dance was, was very awesome for me just as a basketball fan in general. Um, so the release of that was kind of perfect timing. I don't know if it gets kind of the viewership that it got if we're not going through what we're going through. But um, but definitely, yeah, keeping up with that. And, of course, you know, watching the old Super Bowl Philly special IPA from Iron Hill, just plug there. But, yeah, <laughs> good stuff. Yeah, you know, and 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 that's the thing, and and I I, I still stand by uh, what I said uh, about two years ago. Now is is if I had to go through the Eagles uh, winning a Super Bowl for the Capitals to win their Stanley Cup, uh, I, I'm totally fine with that uh, because you know ultimately it's it's about the, the success of 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 my team um, in uh, in the, in the hockey playoffs. But yeah, let's let's talk about where uh, where we're at with with sports and and the sports world and. Um, you know, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about baseball in a little bit because, uh, that one, that one is just baffling to me, but, uh, NASCAR of course resumed, uh, in May, um, and, uh, they, they've done like a, a series of races. They like usually NASCAR, uh, you know, the, 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 the main series is on Sunday. You have, uh, I don't, I don't know what, what all the, uh, the series are, are known as now. Um, you know, like back in the day, it was like the Winston cup, I think in the, the Bush series or whatever, but, um, the, 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 they're usually over the weekend now, you know, like tonight, uh, there's a, there's a race in Martinsville. So NASCAR, they've, they've kind of been living out of a couple of, uh, of speedways, uh, you know, close to each other. And they, they've done a lot of races, uh, in, in, in fairly, um, fairly rapid form. Uh, now beginning, uh, this weekend, I believe in, in, uh, at Miami, they're going to have, uh, limited spectators return, and I think um, including races coming up um, in uh, in Alabama, I believe as well. So uh, little by little, and I think they are the first major uh, sports league, at least in North America, to begin allowing fans. I don't, I don't think there's any, to, to the best of my knowledge, there's any anywhere that are that are bringing fans back. So NASCAR uh, among the first, or or are the first to to bring some. Uh, Fans back into the fold in minimum fashion, so that we'll obviously keep uh, 
keep an eye on, on how that goes because, you know, safety is key in, in, in everything that we're uh, dealing with right now. The PGA Tour resumes this weekend. Uh, the Charles Schwab Challenge in, uh, in, in Texas. So uh, tomorrow, tomorrow, live golf uh, will return. Uh, the LPGA is, uh, is expected to resume their season uh, the weekend of July 23rd. Uh, the NHL, as we've posted here on the site, uh, resuming, hopefully, will begin training camp in July. They've moved into phase two of their uh, back-to-play campaign uh, with, with, minim- with, I think it's up to six players are allowed to practice at a time in facilities. Um, we'll talk about the, the Stanley Cup playoffs and who's in and, and how that's going to work out. The NBA uh, is uh, has announced their date, J- July 31st, for resume of play. Uh, we'll talk about... Uh, who gets in there? The MLS announced today uh, they'll be back to play starting July 8th with a league-wide tournament at the ESPN Wild World, Wide World of Sports Complex. Then they'll resume their season after that. And uh, in terms of football, uh, football seems kind of they're they're on the course to uh, to resume play uh, fairly as fairly normal uh, this fall. Uh, I know college uh, college teams players have begun. Uh, returning to campuses, especially in the in the South, the SEC, ACC, uh, especially, um, and and teams can begin voluntary workouts. Uh, I don't think camps will begin obviously until uh, t- until July, uh, or excuse me, until August. And 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 uh, there's even universities. I think the University of Texas said they hope to be at least at 50 percent capacity in their stadium um, uh, this fall. So so obviously they're hoping fans will be there. And same with the NFL limited uh limited um capacity uh you know facilities can be open i know coaches have returned some players have returned obviously if it's depending on where cities and states are um uh, like medically and, and things like that in terms of being open but um the season expected to be played uh, for the nfl and uh the preseason may be shortened i think i saw today but um let's you know that that's where we're at from from the league's uh, but let's uh, let's jump back and let's talk about uh, the National Hockey League. This this was the big one. I think they were the first um, the first one to really kind of map out their return and, and what it was going to look like. And the question had been for the NBA, the NHL, are are, are they going to resume the regular season or are they going to jump right into the playoffs? If they jump right into the playoffs, how's that going to work? So the the NHL, 24 teams are getting in, 12 from each side. Um, there will be four play-in uh, qualifying rounds, best of five, for uh, for each conference in hub cities. And then there are four teams at the top of each conference that will play a round-robin uh, for seeding. Because obviously there was about 13, somewhere between 11 and, and 14 games left in the NHL season. So there, there was still seeding to be had. There were still teams... Uh, that had a chance. Um, so before we get into some of the specifics about the teams that are in, and um, you know some of the some of the matchups, we obviously won't won't go too heavy on predicting them because we're still a little ways off. But um, Dave, we'll start with you. When the uh, when the NHL format was announced, like did you did you have any initial reaction to the the twenty four team and the round robins and the qualifying and all that? I was uh, I was a little surprised that they came up with something that made uh, you know I, it was actually pretty logically thought out and you don't normally see that on the first kind of go around. I mean, cue what we're dealing with in Major League Baseball right now. Oof. 
but uh, my initial reaction, I was uh, pretty pleased. I mean, you get an extra, how many games are we getting here extra as a uh, hockey fan that the, the playoffs are the best time of the year because it's the cup, obviously. And, you know, we're getting an extra, you know, for the top seeds, you're getting an extra three games and then you're getting um, an extra round essentially for a lot of these other teams. So I thought it was, um, I mean, this is on, on uncharted territory for lack of better terms. And, they came up with something that makes a lot of sense and you can see the rationale behind them. And I think they passed it with all but one team being in favor of it. So, I mean, that tells you that it's pretty uh, uniformly uh, accepted across the league and they, they really didn't have much of another option. And regardless of what they did, someone was going to be irritated. So this is kind of the, the fairest way for lack of better terms, in my opinion. Yeah. Sean, how about you? What, did, what was your, uh, your thoughts on the NHL format? My first reaction um, was, um, uh... Just sports. Like, thank you, <laughs> thank you, sports. Uh, it's about time. Um, but when I when I really look down at the thing, I mean, obviously, like I, I understand the play in, uh, and I and I thought it was really fair. I really did. I was like, you know what? Like, let's give those four teams a chance to play in. Um, but then I, I kind of thought about it, and I was like, okay, well, let's say those. I mean, and because at first I thought maybe it's a seven game series because hockey's always been like seven, 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 seven. Uh, and I was like, well, if it's seven games and there was only this many games left, like I just kind of felt I'm like, is it is it really fair for the five to play, you know, a 12 uh, with the chance of not being there? Uh, having been a five, you know, if you're if you're a Pittsburgh Penguins fan, are you excited about the fact that you're playing a 12 and might, you know, you're all playing on no rest? You know, I, I, I mean, it's obviously – you know, it's up for debate, but um, like Dave said, they thought it out. They, they came up with a format, the format for the most part, when you look at it seems fair. And if the five is that much better than that 12, which in all respects probably wasn't going to make it in, um, you, right. know, you should be able to outplay them. Um, I would have liked to see them in, in hindsight, go to seven games just to, because I think that even levels it more for that five, the higher seeds, I feel like if you just drop one or two quick when you're cold, you're in trouble. Uh, whereas a seven-game series would give them a chance, and you—I mean, it would have been two more games, and probably wouldn't have even come into play. But, uh, but, but otherwise, I, I, I really dig the format, and I'm excited to excited to watch them high. How about you, Matt? Yeah, um, I mean, admittedly, as an NBA over NHL fan, I, I think that NHL did the better job here. I don't really um, like what NBA is doing with their format. I'm sure we'll touch on that later. But I thought uh, in going in with what they had in mind and kind of giving some sort of an advantage to the teams that played and earned that way um, – to this point anyway, I think was a smart move to just kind of give those four teams from each conference just that little bit of leg up in terms of seeding was fair. Um, giving those other teams that option to play in was fair. And so, um, you know, and like everyone said, just kind of exciting in general to hear that there was light at the end of the tunnel with this, that we're getting something back, um, you know, for Flyers fans, this was kind of a season that we were all just like, holy shit, this might actually happen. And it was just kind of like, oh, okay, well, yep, 2020 said, you know, F you Flyers fans. So to, to hear that we might, like, get that back was, was uplifting just as a fan of sports in general. Because even if not, you're just getting to see them at least get the opportunity to play out for that. Sure. Yeah, so uh, in the Western Conference, your, your four teams – 
that uh, that are that are definitely in what will officially be your traditional uh, Stanley Cup playoffs are the Blues, the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, which what a turnaround they've had since firing their coach, which is still baffling that you know a guy that you know inaugural team goes to the Cup last year they they made it to the the, the playoffs and, and seemingly got screwed in the first round. Um, and then, uh, you know, they, they were they were struggling a little bit, but they they really pulled that trigger quick. But um, you know, Vegas, uh, the Dallas Stars, uh, who made a great turnaround as well, and the Colorado Avalanche; those are the four uh, that are in. And then your play-in uh, best of five rounds uh, are is uh, Calgary and Winnipeg, Edmonton and Chicago, Vancouver and Minnesota, and Nashville uh, and Arizona. Uh, and then over on the Eastern Conference side, you have. Uh, your top four uh, that'll play the round robin are Washington, Philadelphia, Tampa Bay, and Boston. Um, so, so not a not a whole. I mean, I, I say not a whole lot of surprise. I mean, the Flyers uh, obviously were, were getting hot in the second half. Uh, your play in your play in rounds, your qualifying rounds is uh, is Toronto versus Columbus, uh, the the Penguins versus the Montreal Canadiens. That's that five twelve matchup that Sean you were talking about. Uh, the Florida Panthers, New York Islanders, and then the Carolina Hurricanes uh, and the uh, New York Rangers uh, are your uh, your four qualifying rounds in the Eastern Conference. Um, so obviously, you know, I, 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 there's not a whole lot to touch on from a, from a playing standpoint because, like I said, the league is just at the uh, phase two point right now where where teams, depending on the the city that they are in, if they are allowed to open their facilities. Players can resume uh, skating and practicing together. Up to six players with minimal staff in the building. So we're we're a, we're a far cry away from really predicting, uh, you know, matchups and and games and things like that. Um, but the thing, I, one thing I want to touch on is is uh, Sean. I know this. So you and I were discussing like on Facebook the other day. Is is obviously the Flyers were one of the hottest teams in the league, arguably the hottest team in the league in the second half. Uh, you look at a team like Washington, super talented, but just something wasn't going right this year. Like there was, they were seeming to miss, uh, you know, quite a bit, especially uh, in the second half of the year. Uh, then you had in the in the West, you had teams like Nashville were starting to get hot. Dallas was turning it around. Vegas was pretty hot. Um, in your in your guy in, in your opinion, and, and for me. I think it benefits more that what it what has happened benefits more teams like Washington that clearly the talent's there something in this 82 game season something wasn't working something was missing whether it was coaching whether it was cohesion between lines whatever we we you, you can't necessarily put a finger on what exactly was going wrong but I, I think that that this pause three months four months, whatever, and resume benefits a team like Washington who just kind of gets gets a new lease on life as opposed to a team like Philadelphia that, I mean, you know, the start of the year, it was okay. It was a little rocky. There were some new faces, the young faces, new coaching staff. And then all of a sudden when things started clicking, that, that team was firing on all cylinders. And for me, the way the Caps were playing out and the way the Flyers were going, I'm like, Man, that is a team I don't want Washington meeting in the postseason. Um, so for me, I, I think it does. I think it benefits teams like Washington more than it benefits teams. Like I think it hurts a team like the Flyers personally. Like I and 
you know, and, and obviously in a couple months, they could see this is all wrong and the flyers just pick back up and they catch fire again. Uh, but we'll start with you, Dave. Like who do you, which, which type of team, the team that was struggling before the break or the team that was clicking before the break, which, which, which side maybe Ben, I got benefits is a weird thing to say from a, from a three month plus layoff because of a, of a, you know, pandemic, but, um, which, which side do you think has the advantage coming back? So I think it's, I don't think it's more of uh, how the team was playing. I think it's more the, the locker rooms that are really tight are the teams that are really going to have the, the benefits, because I think you're, you're in a situation where you're going to be literally shipped to a city somewhere without a lot of family and all that. And it's the locker rooms that are, are tight and are playing for each other versus, um, I, I know that that's kind of a, you know, you're playing for the front, front of the sweater versus the back of the right. sweater type of thing are, are the ones that are really going to have the success. And I think that trying to figure that out is, is going to be interesting. But I think the biggest thing with the, all these uh, sports shaping back up is what, what are, what additions are these teams getting back? Like Stamkos is likely going to be healed from his surgery and be available right away where he was questionable till the finals, essentially until, um, you know, what, what Colorado had some serious injuries. Columbus had some serious injuries hockey wise, you know, and I'm just naming a couple here, but, um, you get a couple of those guys back. And I mean, you add a stand coast to your team for the whole playoff run. You can't tell me that they might not be the best team in the East right now. Um, p- again, purely on paper, Sure. but, uh, how healthy is he? The whole nother story. But, uh, I mean, I think, I think you want the tight locker room is what one of the real big keys with, uh, the season starting, it's going to be that, that locker room cohesion. Um, I still like the Flyers. I like what they're doing. I think they're pretty tight as a team. So I, I think that this Flyers team is going to be pretty dangerous still. Um, and the other piece you have too is you look at, you know, talking to the Caps here, you look at Hopi that's going into a contract here. Does that light a fire under his ass or does it play, mean that he's trying to play and not get hurt? I don't know which one you go towards, but. Um, you, you know, you factor those things in, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if we have the the Hopi that looks like he's, you know, had three cases of beer before the game and is trying to track the babe in the fourth row versus the puck. So, um, I don't know what uh, I don't know what to make on some of this, but uh, it, it's going to be interesting to to kind of see what happens. And a lot of these questions aren't going to be answered until they actually start taking the ice. Yeah, and I mean, as 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 Hershey Bears fans and as Washington Capitals fans, we know that. Uh, early season Braden Holtby is is usually not uh, quite the same and 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 quite the 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 talent that we're used to seeing in like late season and, and even postseason Braden Holtby. So uh, that that may be uh, somewhat troublesome uh, troublesome as well. Uh, even though the Caps usually fire pretty good out of the gate, goaltending sometimes is a uh, slips up, and we know that that is such a huge key to a a long uh, postseason run. Uh, Sean, uh, what what do you think about if there's a if there's a team? And I think Dave makes a great point too. Uh, you know, when it when it comes down to these locker rooms, because yeah, you're going to be in in not your own city, not your own. You know, it's basically a road game for everybody. Um, you know, and and, and the, the 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 field gets leveled there. So the locker room uh, aspect is a great point by Dave. But but what do you what do you think in terms of is there a, is there a side or a a type of team that benefits more? Uh, necessarily from from the layoff. Yeah, I, I think that you guys touched on some interesting points, and 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 I think that you know there's a lot of variables that like some teams that have very hard to play in climates. Like now, like you said, like um, he mentioned the injuries. I was just going to say that down here in uh, you know in the Tampa Bay. Uh, I remember going you know into that late play, late season push. All the all the sports talk down here was 
Um, it wasn't grave, but it was close uh, where it's, you know, an injury here. And like, you know, now it's a lack of chemistry and like what lines are, you know, there was talk they might not win like three or four games until the playoff of push, uh, which now, like he said, is going to be fine. Um, but I think um, I think you hit the nail on the head. I don't think it's as big, though, as a gap as you'd think. I think you're uh, kind of uh, veteran, uh, you know, kind of called a power stack team. Uh, like the Capitals or the Lightning, um, you're right. They probably have an edge um, just because, you know, when everybody's starting at zero, uh, you kind of give pure talent its its edge. But um, the, a team that, the other team that's going to have an advantage, um, which doesn't really include the Flyers, is going to be your teams like the Canadians. Uh, teams that, like, you know, you're, you're 11, 12, even 10, like those teams that, like, man, we got to make up 10 games, you know, 10 points in 11 games or eight points in 10 games uh, have been given a, essentially a, a, a near golden ticket Yeah. Um, where they're like, hey, you know what? Win three out of five and you're in. And, and I think that's going to light a lot of fire in those teams and those teams, which is where the Flyers have an edge um, that, that I don't think you necessarily cut. Um, a lot of those teams are young. Uh, sure. And the Flyers are incredibly young yeah. and incredibly fast. And and generally, if you're going to come off of a slow start and be asked to kick it in the high gear, am I going to want a car with 180,000 miles? Or am I going to want something that's pretty new uh, to be asked to do that after sitting for a while? Um, and I'm going to want something that's as versatile and as pliable as it possibly can be. <laughs> uh, and if you're going to ask me, is Carter Hart or Braden Holt be more pliable at this point in their career? Um you know, from a goaltending perspective, uh, especially that's the one position I think of most, but any of the guys, um, you know, I'm going to take youth every day uh, after a three month layoff being asked to get up to speed in a couple of games. So um, I don't know that any team has an enormous edge, uh, but you make a good point. Um, I just think that each team's going to have to find its own reasons uh, to, to light that fire. And, and I don't know, it should be exciting. Yeah. Yeah, it absolutely should. Matt, your thoughts on, on this. Um, for me, um, I, I think a lot of the narrative around the Flyers as they went on that, that huge run towards the end was just how long is this going to last? Are they going to flame out? So we don't necessarily have to, to argue that point as, at this point because everyone's just starting from square one again. So, um, you know, as someone who, who witnessed the Sixers win 16 games in a row, breeze through the first round of the playoffs and then just look exhausted against the Celtics in the second round. Um, you know, we saw it with the Rockies that year. They they just kind of steamrolled all the way to the World Series and got swept. So um, I think that that was always just kind of the question for this young Flyers team is is how long can they sustain what they're doing right now? So to me, um, and I get it. I mean, at the same time, when you're hot, you want to ride that hot hand. So <laughs> it can go either way. So that's why I don't necessarily see it as an advantage or a disadvantage to necessarily anyone just because it's it's an even playing field throughout um you know but like you guys touched on that the ones that you have to look out for is just those teams that probably were thinking before everything happened like man we're just kind of playing for next season at this point and now it's like well okay no we're not yeah, I mean, a couple that come to mind there, and, and it's just because, you know, obviously I pay more attention to the Eastern Conference than I do the Western Conference uh, over the course of the year. You know, like, I, I think that that Canadians-Pittsburgh matchup, you know, if we're, we're looking in the crystal ball here, uh, assuming everything goes to plan, and, and, and two months from now there there is um, NHL hockey, 
Um, that that Canadians Penguins series to me is is so juicy because I think the Penguins might be in trouble. <laughs> like and and if like there's a, there's a lot of yeah there's a lot of. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of hockey analysts that 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 have said like that that's definitely going to be one uh you know one one to watch, um you know and and I think one a series that could be really really ugly, um could be this uh, this Rangers Hurricane series because the Rangers are are one of those that they got that new lease on life, uh the Hurricanes were were one of only two teams them and the Lightning that voted against this uh, format. And their head coach, who's a you know little rat prick anyway, Rod Brindamore, he uh, he has been very Easy. vocal. He has been very vocal about how he he does not like this format. He does not like the way things are working out. He doesn't he doesn't uh, for whatever reason he doesn't like that he has to play the Rangers. Maybe it's because the Rangers are one of those teams that were getting real hot when the when the season hit pause. Um, but uh, you know that's gonna that's gonna be a series that. Um, is is absolutely going to be a lot of uh, a lot of fun to watch, but um, yeah, it's it, we're gonna we're gonna keep uh, our eyes posted on the the NHL and the status of the NHL and all these leagues because um, even for the ones that are resuming with the MLS now less obviously less than a month away, golf starts tomorrow. NASCAR has been uh, has been running like there. There's always the the chance that you know. We always hear, you know, all these you know, the catchphrases about the second wave or whatever. You know, there's always a chance that, that these things, these plans don't come to fruition. So, obviously, the best bet is to, to keep with us uh, our Facebook page and our Twitter page because we'll keep things updated as we can. Uh, if you're following along in the live video and you want to throw some comments in the page, we'd appreciate that. Give the video a share. Get some, uh, get some more people in here and uh, talking about sports. But here, let's talk about the NBA because, Matt, this is one, and, and I'm going to kind of lean on you a little bit more because I've never been an NBA guy. But uh, I know we discussed this on Twitter uh, just the other day um, that uh, because it looks like out of the, the major sports, the four majors, um, that the NBA is going to definitely be the first one that is going to hit the field of play. Uh, and because their plan, they announced July 31st. Um, and I said, for me, you know, I'm, I'm going to give this thing a shot. I've never been a, much of an NBA guy, but, you know, in these uncertain times, these unprecedented times, here we are. Uh, I've watched NASCAR and I'm, and, and I'm going to watch the NBA. So it's like, I'm going to, I'm going to try and I'm going to pick a dog in the fight. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to send my loyalties. And, and it, for me, it was like, I'm going to come down to one or one of two, the Wizards, because I'm a Caps guy, I'm an Orioles guy, or the Sixers. And I don't have... NBC Washington anymore. I have NBC Philadelphia. Uh, so if I'm going to watch a team, then maybe it makes sense for me to be a Sixers fan. I lean to you for approval. You said it's it's good, although they're a team that breaks your heart. And I said, well, there, my <laughs> I said, you know, I, I'm, I'm a Cowboys fan, a Notre Dame fan, an Orioles fan and a Capitals fan. And uh, I have one championship uh, really in my lifetime that I can remember. Uh, obviously, the Cowboys have a few Super Bowls when I was a kid. Notre Dame won a title when I was three. So, um, at least adult sports, James, uh, the the life has not been the best uh, with my sports team. So, I figure I've prepared myself for it. Um, but now, the, 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 the format's a little wacky with the NBA. Because there's 22 teams, 13 in the West, 9 in uh, in the east so you have 
in the East, Toronto, Boston, Philly, uh, Milwaukee, Indiana, and Miami are in. And, and I believe it's it's the only the Wizards that are going to play in these seeding games. There's eight games for seeding. The Wizards are the only one in the East that could find a playoff home, right? Um, I believe that's great. I mean, I, I didn't look at the list. Um, I want to say the Magic were on there, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Um, but, I mean, either way. Just dumb. Just what is this? I guess it's. Um, I guess looking at looking at at my uh, my paper. I guess the Nets, Magic, and Wizards are the are the three that the, the the Wizards would take the spot away from either the Magic or the Nets. Currently, the Nets and Magic are in playoff position, yeah. but but could get knocked out. Um, I mean, they they did it this way because when you read off the teams in the West, I mean, the NBA needed. Um, to have the Pelicans just somehow be a part of this. Oh, is that need... is that the the league uh, the league loves them? I mean, they they need Zion. In okay, the playoffs. gotcha, gotcha. It, that has to happen. Um, yeah, and then in the West, uh, the teams that are eligible, the teams that are clinched anyway, are Denver, Utah, Oklahoma City, the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Rockets. And then um, the teams that will play for seeding are Portland. Sacramento, Phoenix, Dallas, Memphis, New Orleans, and San Antonio. So you have uh, 13 teams in the West playing for seeding. You have uh, nine, really, in, in theory, one uh, that's playing for seeding in the East. And, and this is um, – and I guess they haven't announced yet any uh, – the, the, you know, how, how those games are going to break out. I'm sure that that will, will come down to it. It did. So it's, it's sticking to the schedule – um, your okay. last there, every team's playing eight games, um, but you're only playing the teams that you have scheduled that are part of the, the playoffs that they decided were invited to this. So again, what is this? <laughs> right. It's, it, it's, it's just, you know, and, and here's the thing when, when Gary Bettman was, uh, had his, uh, online teleconference to, uh, announce that the NHL's format for both return to play and the NHL draft and how the draft lottery is going to shake out. Uh, it was very confusing to hear the man talk about it, but once you could kind of break down small specifics, it, it made sense. Um, the NBA, it just, it just seems a little more chaotic. Uh, you know, the, the, there's not, there's not a ton of, uh, ton of structure to it. Um, but, uh, you know, and, and again, not being a big, NBA guy, Matt, um, you know, is, is there, is there a team in the, in the West that that's playing in? Because obviously the Wizards are the one in the East, uh, that has a shot, but is there a team in the West that, that you think could be one to watch that, that I mean, isn't, that isn't, uh, that isn't already in the playoffs, one of these qualifying teams? Sure. I, I think right now, um, I mean, the league does have their, they're stars that are just kind of on teams that don't necessarily go anywhere. And those would be the Pelicans with Zion and then the Suns. Um, so I think those would be the two teams just based on their youth, just kind of those getting hot at the right time kind of teams. And you can never really count out a Greg Popovich team. Uh, the Spurs, you know, always just seem to be in the playoffs and seem to do well. 
Um, you know, not lately, but but they do. So I think those three teams, and they were like more towards the bottom of that that three and a half game cutoff that they just like were like, oh yeah, it's three and a half games. That that was yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that was the logic. There was just we need to have Zion, we need to have Devin Booker, and we need to see if the Spurs can continue their their playoff miracles. So I think those would be the three. That we you would need to keep an eye on in terms of are the Spurs are the Spurs in at least into that round. They're in the they're in the playoff or the play in. Yeah, they yeah they're 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 eligible for qualifying. Yeah, the only right. yeah. the only teams. I was just the... looking at a at a list that had the Spurs at essentially four. It was showing me at four games back from the the Grizzlies at eight. So I was just kind of like trying to figure out, but maybe that's the cutoff. Is yeah, that... the the Timberwolves and the Golden State Warriors are the only teams that are ineligible in the West, and then in the East, it's uh, it's the Knicks, Bulls, Pistons, Cavs, Hornets, and uh, Atlanta Hawks that are not wow. uh, that are not eligible. Uh, but I mean, yeah, it, it just it, it's the Hawks didn't make it because Trey Young is another one of those like faces of those teams. But I guess they. When they threw a dart at the dartboard and, and three and a half, they're like, "Wow, well, we can't just we can't let Trey Young in this year. Maybe next year." <laughs> um, yeah, so obviously, you know, we'll we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, the NBA will be making their home uh, also in Orlando at the uh, ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex. Um, you know, teams will they'll stay in hotels and they'll play. I, I think uh, one thing I saw is like multiple games per day uh, during that that the qualifying rounds and. Uh, multiple courts and things like that. So uh, it's it's going to be it's going to be really interesting to see that one, um, just as much as as the NHL and these two hub cities and how that's going to play out. But uh, obviously, no fans or anything like that. But it it, it is what it is, and uh, you know, utilizing a, a facility that that is is going is going to uh, I think benefit. You know, it's financially beneficial to you know Disney. to to Disney and that complex as well. So it's it's uh, it's going to be fun uh, to keep track on that, uh, and and right. Let, let's talk about baseball here, and then we're gonna uh, we're gonna get out of here tonight. Uh, we appreciate everyone uh, joining us. Um, man, man, Major League Baseball. Every day seems like just a, a like just another wild twist in this story. So the latest uh, as it comes to uh, and Major League Baseball, and the craziest part about that. Is like a month ago, it, it felt like baseball was going to be the first one back. You know, you had the, you had the like the Korean leagues were back; they were starting to get TV on ESPN. Like Major League Baseball looked like it was ready to like come to an agreement, and teams are going to start heading back to spring training. And um, then all hell broke loose. I think it kind of started with uh, was it the pitcher for the Rays that was like, "Yeah, I'm not going to go play for less money." And then like all of a sudden. It just everything seemed to break down. So Blake the, Snell, yeah, Snell Blake Snell. Um, the the latest, uh, and this was uh, as of uh, I think yesterday, uh, the Players Association made a proposal of eighty nine games, uh, which would be a prorated share of salary and expanded playoffs. Uh, it would the, it's theoretically trying to bring the two sides closer. Uh, it's twenty five games fewer than the union's most recent proposal of one hundred and fourteen games. Uh, but a MLB source told ESPN, uh, out of concern for the players' health, extending the regular season past September 27th will not happen. There's a window of playing between 60 and 70 regular season games, but pay still remains the issue. 
Uh, Major League Baseball had proposed a 76-game season on Monday uh, that would uh, cover up to 75% of players' prorated salaries. Now, the, uh, the, the Players Association proposal uh, would have the season start uh, around July 10th and October 11th. Uh, it would expand the postseason to 16 teams, eight from each league uh, for this year and for next year. Um, the the offer has a has the players sharing in a pool of at least 50 million if the playoffs are played uh, without fans. It also provides an opt out right for all players. Uh, any players who are considered high risk or reside with a high risk individual uh, are entitled full service and salary in the event they opt out. Um, those with no high risk concerns may opt out without service or salary, uh, high risk qualification to be determined by the players association and medical experts. Um, if the, if the sides are unable to agree to a deal, the league has the ability to implement a schedule of its desired length. It is focused recently on a potential 48 game season. Um, the, the sources told ESPN, uh, as of yesterday, so here's the thing. I mean, th- th- this whole thing is, is very chaotic. It seems to change every day. Um, and, and, and on the surface, on the surface, it, you know, the, the, the thing that both sides kind of keep saying is that pay and what the players are going to be paid seems to be the issue. I, I, now, I don't think that's necessarily the full issue because I think what, what is happening is, you know, the, the players are saying, you want us to put ourselves at risk um, for less games, uh, you know, and and at least from you know, and I know Blake Snell from a pitching standpoint, you know, like the, the the pitchers, the wear and tear. I know it's less starts in the season, but you know, at, at any point, the, uh, the the elbow could go, the shoulder could go, whatever. Um, for me, and this is me, and then we'll go we'll we'll go around. But for me, the, the optics on this is terrible. Because whether you're saying that it that it's a it's a safety issue, um, it's a pay issue, it's a mix of both. What 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 you're what you're seeing happen here is there's there's you know 40 million people out of work in the United States, um, and you have guys that have multi million dollar huge contracts, and there's some of them that are saying, I'm not going to play for two million dollars this year. And granted, there's probably much more to it than that. But like, optically speaking, for a league that has had declining attendance and popularity over recent years anyway, this is not a good look. It's not a good look at all. And, you know, whether they play this year, if if baseball doesn't play this year, baseball's in trouble. And I'm going to say that. Flat out right. Regardless of how much I, I think they're going to lose fans, regardless this year with, with with all of this mess that's going on. But if, if baseball doesn't play this year, they're in big trouble. The optics on this are terrible. Uh, Dave, we'll go to you first. What like th- this is this is it's crazy. This whole thing. Unmute us. Yeah, I agree go. with you. I mean, it's it's uh, it's absolutely crazy. And um, part of the the other piece that's kind of. Uh, uh, sad is probably the the easiest and the the least sympathetic word, but all these minor league teams and facilities that are being affected by this as well, and all the the staff and everything there too. But uh, you know, you, I agree exactly with what you said on the you know the players are making millions of dollars and they can't play. Um, but what, what's interesting with this too is what happens 
Um, what happens if you're some of these guys chasing records? I mean, you look at Albert Pujols trying to chase home run, not home run records, but because uh, he's never going to catch Bond. But, uh, you, you know, market his name up the list. He's lost half a season now, and uh, some of these guys are going to lose time that you can't get back, um, which is part of it, number one. Um, but then also, you know, is this this really, and as much as I don't want to say this, but this really probably benefits the Astros a little bit because it's taking some of the heat off of what they've been convicted with uh, last season or two seasons ago or however long ago it was. But uh, they would have been the, the focus of attention April 1st when the season started. And, you know, now it's all on, on this other piece. And I don't want to say it's been forgotten because, you know, the players aren't going to forget. But um, it, it's been a distraction from them on, on, on that front. But then it's also, you know, a shorter season is, is more variant. And, I mean, you, you use the Orioles, for an example, and if they get off to a hot start their first 30 games at a 20 and 10 record, um, a normal 160 game season, you know, it's still liable that they're finishing under 500, but if you're 20 and 10 to start off, even the Orioles might be able to break 500. <laughs> so, um, you got some, some interesting variants that could happen with Put the season and I, never, never, <laughs> never. Um, but you, you know, you start, you, you, it's kind of like these other sports that we got to talk about, but I mean, you got to look at the teams that have pitching depth. Um, you know, they're talking about playing games on, on consecutive days for over a long span of time. And if that happens, you know, the pitchers are going to be taxed. The, the depth teams are going to be the ones that are pretty good. Um, you, you look at things like that. It's just a whole different kind of makeup of, of what wins in the league. And if you're playing double headers, how does it tax things? And obviously a lot of this is, is still to be decided. But um, you factor all this in, and it's very interesting. Um, I did see on Twitter today, so it's, it's Twitter, so take it how uh, so it's got to be true. It is, but there was, <laughs> it's got to be true. Got to be true. But uh, I mean, they they were saying that they were close, that they anticipated the deadline for the deal was sometime next week. Okay. So if they didn't get something next week, the season was going to be canned. But um, I don't see any way that the MLB cannot play uh, from a sheer fact of of all the other major sports are. And again, it, it's on the decline as you hit on. And, and what does that look like? And quite frankly, it should be fairly easy to put the, the baseball piece together, but it's the money holding things up. But I can't wait to watch these guys not be able to spit, not be able to chew seeds, <laughs> things like that. Like, that's going to be kind of fascinating. So um, kind of talked around a lot of stuff there, but uh, we'll throw it over to uh, South Florida there. Well, I guess West Florida. Yeah, I mean it's it's uh, you know is what it is. We're we're on the western half of the state, but you can call us whatever we are. We're in the deep <laughs> south, and it's hot as hell here. Um, anyway, uh, I I don't. It, it's going to be real hard at this point for Major League Baseball to win anything at this point. Uh, I know um, I know Matt alluded to um, you know NBA versus NHL that like his favorite sport. Maybe you know we made kind of fun of the NBA's. Um, plan um but at least it's a plan and and what you're seeing here is just pretty much the most powerful you know players association or union uh you know in professional sports pretty much um really holding things up uh you know you gotta you got a sport that still has guaranteed contracts to the end of your career you know so you know and sports fans know that and the common person knows that and like you said you have a lot of people out of work 
And and the one thing that that seems to really draw people together, and not everyone, some people don't watch sports, and you know, good for them. They're just cruising through life. The rest <laughs> of us are miserable, and we've just kind of been waiting and waiting, and it's closer and it's closer, and maybe there's a thing, and Korea's doing it, and then people watch the Bundesliga in Germany, and like, let's see how they do, and then now you're talking about you know some fans at NASCAR, and I think people are going to use that as a map, like. What's that going to look like? Uh, college football, especially, like you said, University of Texas. So you have a lot of sports feeding off each other. And the only sport that's not feeding off anything is one of the few uh, right out of the chute that really doesn't have to miss a lot of its season. I mean, I know we're kind of approaching like all stuff, but like they hadn't played any games. Like it's right. not like we had interrupted a season, which is kind of, you know, I, I forgive the NBA to an extent because like it's, it's new territory uh, where, you know what, like, um, but if there's one sport that can understand what can happen if you have a shortened season and fans don't get a full product, or for some reason fans start not trusting players or managers or unions or whoever else is in charge, it's Major League Baseball. After a strike that almost destroyed Major League Baseball with a shortened season, uh, people—I mean, people just left. It took a home run race and steroids to get people back <laughs> to the television. Yeah, no kidding. So, I mean, and that was like half a decade. So, if you start losing some of the buy-in here and you start, you know, obviously the Red Sox, the Yankees, those fan bases are fine. As soon as something starts up, they'll be like, yeah, another world series. But like, you know, your middle of the, of the road ones. Uh, I mean, Astros fans are just like Dave said, are just grateful to whoever's up upstairs uh, for distracting from all this. Uh, but don't worry, Houston. Uh, there is still a problem. Uh, as soon as this gets going, um, you're going to have trash cans banged outside. You're going to have whatever else you need to do. So don't don't panic. You're going to get yours. But, uh, yeah, I don't think it looks good for Major League Baseball. The fact that we're not just simply playing half a season at 82 games is baffling to me. Uh, just a straight 82. Take your money. If a player really doesn't want to play and is like, I might get hurt or I'm not in a contract, opt out. No money. See you next year. Like, I, I don't really see – the Major League Baseball has got to make a stand here and tell that Players Association, look, if we don't play, your guaranteed salaries aren't going to be worth anything because we're going to run out of money. So, you know, take it take it as it is. That's just kind of my angry take at Major League Baseball, partly because I want to see baseball. Um, but I, I really think they're screwing the pooch, and they're going to come out of this as kind of the bad eggs uh, of the four major sports. Yeah, and I mean, uh, you know, Matt, we'll obviously get your thought, but like, if there's a if there's a league that can capitalize on, if if for some reason, like if if what uh, Dave read on Twitter is is indeed true, um, I, as long as there wasn't a fact check uh, marker on that tweet, uh, we could safely assume that it's it's true. Um, but uh, the if baseball somehow doesn't play. If there's a league that that could capitalize on this opportunity, it would to me it would be the National Hockey League. I mean, basketball can as well, but like you know, the, if they, like you know, the NHL is is easily the out of the major four sports, probably you know the least popular of the four. This is a huge. This would be a huge opportunity for the National Hockey League because you know in the month of August you're going to have basketball. I mean, you'll have golf. You'll have NASCAR. Um, but you know you'll have the NBA and you'll have the NHL, so there's a huge opportunity there for the National Hockey League, even if baseball does play. Um, but uh, Matt, your your thoughts on on what is going on with uh, Major League Baseball here? So, as a Phillies fan, I would love a shortened season because if anyone knows that a team can get hot 
carry that through August and then fall off in September. It's a Philly. <laughs> so give me a shortened season and I will take it. And with baseball being of the four major sports, the one with the least amount of contact, it makes the most sense to me that these players of all the four major sports would have the least concern about contracting something. All that being said, if I've worked to get to the major leagues and earn this contract and the billionaire billionaire owner is telling me, hey, you got to take a pay cut because we're not playing a full season and I don't want it to impact my pocket, I'm going to say, sir, no. So to me, I think that this is playing out just like the owners want it to because they don't look like the villains in all of this. Everyone is quick to say you're making millions of dollars for playing a game. Just take the millions of dollars and play the game. And that's fair. It's a fair thing. I would take millions of dollars to play a game, but that's because I don't make millions of dollars a year. <laughs> Not to that point. And someone was like, Hey Matt, I know we paid you a million dollars this year, but you know, do a little less and take 500K, I'd, be like, I'd, I'd, I'd rather not. So I get where the baseball players are coming from. I'm not going to fault them for fighting for what they've, like, they've worked their lives to get. So I can't necessarily sit here and say, take your millions and play the game, but I'd like them to. Yeah, that's an interesting point, and that's an angle, Matt, that I hadn't, I hadn't really, like, thought about it from. Um, and I honestly, I mean, truth be told, like I haven't given it a whole lot of thought. Like I just thought like, and it, and that's why I said from the beginning, like it's, it's, it's optics and it's how the public that like the sports fan public is going to view this situation. And that's why like Ma- major league baseball has to find a way. Like if, if, if they want baseball really in, in the form we know it, um, and, and and by that I mean like Dave pointed out minor leagues like I know there was an article in Sports Illustrated about a month or so ago that talked about like minor league baseball as we know it may not be a thing anymore after this <clears throat> now regionally here in Pennsylvania like I think I think organizations like Reading Phillies and the Harrisburg Senators stuff like that I think I think those teams are gonna be fine I think there's certain markets. Um, that aren't going to be able to sustain. There's maybe some teams that, you know, now, or maybe some of your, like, eight, you know, single-A, uh, like, affiliate leagues um, may end up going away. But, like, it's it's the the optics of it. And that, that's that's the important thing to, to think about. If you're, if you're Major League Baseball, if you're owners, if you're players, like, you know, the players probably do have somewhat of a valid argument from that from that aspect, aspect Matt. Like, I never, I never, like, thought of it that way of like ass point ass point yeah uh shit man the, the break Sorry, i'd like to apologize to matt on behalf of my brother for calling your point an ass point you know you know after after like after three he months agreed with you but he still thought it was an ass point three three months of quarantine and the, the, like the brain isn't as sharp as it always once was and it wasn't that sharp to begin with like thank you for saying i, I was i figured it was coming so i might from either from you or dave to that point, though, Jim, I mean, and, and like you all touched on, like baseball doesn't recover from this if there's no season. So who has the most to lose from all that? Like you said, Sean, these contracts are guaranteed. So 
if I'm an owner and I'm like, my business that I own will not bounce back, I'm going to kind of give a little bit more to the players and say like, hey, meet me in the middle, like 75% or something along those lines. Just so I'm not saying like, because these owners also work their asses off to buy a professional sports team. Like to see that just die then, they should be doing everything that they can to not let that happen. You can you can say that. I, I don't I don't know what the the players association and those contracts mean if the league folds. If the league folds, I don't I don't know how those guaranteed contracts stack up. I don't know who has to pay them. And my guess is it goes to an arbitrator and they make a fraction of it anyway. That's probably my guess. But to me, the people that have the most to lose are the players because unlike because the owners, you're right, they work their butt off and it's their product and it is what it is. But you know they have insurance and they have other things and they're they're gonna and they have billions of dollars, like you said. The second that league folds, they're buying another product. Yeah. And they're gonna move right on. And those players who spent their whole life, like you said, playing baseball and and being a face for baseball and like like that, that's the only I mean, some of these guys that have played that long, you know, your Albert Pujols, like Dave said, they're fine. They'll just, you know, all right, well, I'll just retire a little early. But like the guys that are hitting their prime now they, and haven't gotten that second contract yet um, are, are just kind of just kind of wind up out of luck. So I, I feel like in that aspect, the Players Association needs to kind of take a look at it that way and say, if the league doesn't recover, let's, you know, let's do that. Yeah. So, and, and, and that's again, not- I, I'm not in the I'm not in the fight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not a billionaire owner. I'm not a millionaire, a baseball player. So, you know, I, I'm speaking from a from a sports fan. You know, sitting in Central Pennsylvania, going and and you know, it, it there obviously is is more on both sides, whether it's the owner's side and, and their point of view, the players their their point of view, but it's it's man, it's the optics of it. It's the optics of the fact that you have you have people that that have been out of work for 3 months and in some cases there's people who still haven't received an unemployment check they or they're barely surviving on unemployment and they're getting food at food banks and stuff like that and and it's and it's a horrible situation and what 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 they are going to see and and in some places, these may be people that are lifelong baseball fans that you know that that will spend part of their salary in a year on uh, even a partial season ticket plan and what they're going to see is their favorite player who was set to make, you know, $17 million this year uh, can't live on making $6 million. And, 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 and as – not naive necessarily, but as, as, a, a, as, a, as a one-sided view that that may be because, like I said, there, there's a lot of layers here. And, and there's, there's multiple reasons because, you know, if guys are traveling because I think – Regardless of the plan, the plan I think for baseball is to play in the the. the it's not like it's going to be like the NBA or the NHL. They're hoping to play in all the major league cities, so there's going to be travel involved. There's going there's going to be risks that that the, the players are taking from a health standpoint. Because regardless of whether you're healthy or not, you can still get sick um, from the coronavirus or, or other things. So you are putting yourself at risk for less money. But like I said, it's it's there's going to be a public perception, as there is it when there was a strike year. 
you know, I think strike years are similar to that way as you're going, oh, you guys can't agree on making your multi-million dollar salaries. Well, I don't need you when you come back then. So, you know, it's, it's, the, I, I think the bottom line, and we can probably all agree on it, is is baseball has to find a way to put a product on the field this year. When you tell a group of fans, um, hey, we're working on it, find something else to do with your time, um, the, the trouble with that is is people eventually find something else to do with their time. Right. You know, and, and when you have, you know, because here's the thing, like, you know, for baseball fans – you know, when you when you come into the 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 prime point of the season, July, August, September, and all that, you know the the you know because games in uh, in April, May, early June, they they don't usually necessarily mean a whole lot. But when you get into that prime point of the year, now you're going to have the Stanley Cup playoffs, you're going to have the NBA playoffs, and then you're going to have football starting back up. Fans might find things to do, Matt. Yeah, I mean, just one last point, and this is still me playing devil's advocate, so take sure. it for what, uh, what it's worth. But um, I'm going to take it personally. <laughs> it's an ass point, so yeah, take <laughs> an ass point. So, I mean, just looking over the numbers that they threw out, Bryce Harper was set to make $27.5 million this year, which, you know, the four of us combined, I don't know if we see that in our lifetimes. You know, fingers crossed we do. I'm, fingers crossed, but I'm going to guess no. But um, based on the numbers that they threw out of what this proposed plan would look like, he would instead be making six and a half million dollars a year. So if you're cutting someone's pay twenty one million dollars, um, you know, still six and a half million dollars. You know, again, the four of us. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> but like if, if you've worked to get to that contract and then it's being cut by that much of a portion that's where I'm kind of seeing where the players are coming from and where I'm I'm not so quick to say, like, just make this happen as much as we would like it to. Um, you know, that, like, going from $27.5 million to $6.5 million versus the owners going from, like, $1.6 billion to, like, $1.586 billion, <laughs> where I'm kind of, like, having the, the tough call of, of saying, you know what, these owners, they kind of have a point. Yeah, and I mean for me, and 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 this is where I, you know I'll leave it, and we'll, we'll we'll go around and close up thoughts on this, and then we'll get out of here. Um, for me, you know, I don't, I'm not, I'm not a person that that's just putting this on the players' association. I'm not even necessarily somebody that's just putting this uh, on the on the owners or the league. Like I, I think this is a this is a everybody problem when it comes to Major League Baseball, and everybody in Major League Baseball has to figure out a way to make it work. Uh, again, I, I'm an Orioles fan. Uh, ever since the you know, and, and ever since the strike, baseball has been the the lowest of the three for me because I've never been much of an NBA guy. Um, uh, between the strike and the Orioles, <laughs> um, you know, I, I've I've been able to take or leave baseball quite a bit in my life. Um, so you know, it's not going to impact me as much as it would the Red Sox fan or the Yankees fan or the Phillies fan or whatever. Like for fans that have had success or for fans that love baseball. Um, but you know, just from a, 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 a sports guy, uh, baseball, they got to find a way, uh, Dave closing thoughts on this. Yeah, I agree with everything that's been said here on uh, baseball and the, you know, just one, one more comment on the Harper piece here that he's taken, you know, roughly a 75% pay cut and expected to pay play 60% of the game. So it's like you, you know, you working 
60% of your hours, but only getting paid for 25% of them, essentially. So you, just from a pure number standpoint, you know, you can see where they're coming from, but it's still the, the optics as we've all said. But, uh, you know, the one final, uh, final comment I wanted to, to kind of get out here, and I, I think we were texting about this last week, Jim. I could be wrong. I, I get my text messages confused pretty easily when beer's flowing, so <laughs> uh, might not have been you. But uh, this, this is, this is going to be the first year in the 105 years of the Maple Leafs history that they're playing hockey past May. So something that they have never done, apparently. So um, we are we are breaking some uh, ground in our uh, brothers up north here wow. in the, the Canadian hockey. But the other piece is going to be interesting. And I've seen, again, coming from Twitter, but I've seen that the Canadian teams are, there's been some thought that they're going to have an advantage based on what they're allowed to do compared to the U.S. government um, and what the ca- Canadian government's going to allow them to do, quote unquote, off the record. So it'll be interesting to see if any of that plays out positively for them. But the other side could be that it plays out negatively to the Canadian government is stricter. So um, another one of those, and, and I'm sure it trickles over to the NBA too, with a couple uh, Canadian teams that uh, there's potential positives for them or negatives, however it uh, plays out. But that could be uh, something to look at too, that if uh, the Maple Leafs, for example, since we're picking on them, are able to hit the ice uh, two weeks sooner and, and can practice as a full team, um, I'll buy it. Maybe not a lot, maybe not by NHL regulation, but if you're doing it at a local rink that no one knows, knows about, um, you have some serious advantage there. So, uh, again, we'll wrap up with that kind of little tidbit there on hockey, but, uh, again, we have golf back this weekend and, uh, great to, great to sit down here and talk, uh, talk sports for about an hour 15 or so. So, uh, stay well fellas. And it's been a pleasure. All right. Yeah. Dave, uh, good talking to you, bud. Uh, Sean, your your closing thoughts uh, on uh, on the the whole baseball situation? Uh, well, I guess as far as uh, as far as baseball goes, um, you know, pay cuts or not, owners or not, players associations or not, associations or not, you still gotta. I mean, you're you're in a position with all that money and all that, uh, you know, kind of being the face of a of a. Um, it's a sport, but it's also entertainment. I mean, people look to you. You're a role model. Um, I think you're in one of the rare opportunities to be kind of, I don't want to call it a frontline worker because thank you to those actual frontline workers, but you have a chance to, to kind of uh, lift the spirits and, and kind of help the country heal in a very different way. And, and I think even, even the players making like low millions or hundreds of thousands have an opportunity to do that and still make a pretty darn good living compared to a lot of other people. Um, so, just, you know, I get the percentages and the ratios aren't there, but, but I mean, I mean, you're playing a game, and at this point, you were probably already prepped to play that game. Um, so, so let's get out in there and play. But to the sports that already um, turned it on and got things scheduled and are doing it now or doing it soon, uh, thank you uh, to, for, for all of the sports fans uh, in the world uh, and, and um, in my home, which is uh, one. Uh, hopefully a a nine month old one getting going. Uh, I need to get this kid in front of some sports. I haven't had a lot of opportunity. Yeah, no kidding. Um, We're losing some valuable screen time. Um, But, um, um, but either way, um, Twitter at Sean underscore niece, not necessarily uh, a lot going on, but I feel like when I do tweet, it's worth it. Uh, So definitely get on there. Uh, Otherwise, uh, Godspeed from, uh, from uh, the, the, the Gulf of Mexico and Western Florida. And, um, you know, everybody stay safe out there. All right, Sean. Thank you, uh, Matt. Close it up, and uh, then we'll then we'll uh, we'll close our down here. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, like I do on Three Count Thursday, I always just have to take that that alternate viewpoint. So, end of the day, you know, 
like like Sean said, essential workers are not getting paid millions of dollars. They should be. So, you know, baseball players, let's try to find some middle ground, please. Um, also wanted to say, and I, I didn't want to get political on this point at all or on the show, but, you know, tip of the cap to NASCAR for banning the Confederate flag from all of their events moving forward. I think that's a strong statement for them to make. Um, to you know, it might alienate some people, but they're they're doing what they can. So kudos to them as well. Um, Sean, I will say I do still have the two cans of the big hazy for you. Though I will put those in the mailbox tomorrow. <laughs> I forgot all about that just now. So I'll take care of that. Um, Twitter at three CT. The letter A Philly as in Philadelphia. The number eight Sixers are coming back. You're gonna hate the shit out of me. <laughs> You, yeah, Matt. Uh, Matt is definitely a uh, a gem to follow along with. Uh, you know, Doug Flutie's coming back too. I I, I have I built up rage. There we go. Yeah, that's uh, that that. There is no doubt on that one. Uh, you can follow Dave on Twitter at Huddle Up Dave. You can follow me. Uh, I am at Big Jim Sports. Uh, the show is Huddle Up Podcast on Facebook and on Twitter. Uh, we hope to do this again. I don't know how frequently we're going to do it because, you know, at least for the time being, sports is uh, is very minimal. But we have uh, we have some stuff to talk about, and I hope to uh, even bring Sean and Matt back uh, when we when we do this again. So uh, it's been fun. Uh, obviously, we hope everybody uh, stays safe, stays healthy, um, and uh, you know, keep uh, keep doing what you can to social distance as much as you can. We're not out of the woods yet, but uh, we're finally starting to see. Uh, the light at the end of the tunnel, I do believe. Uh, until next time, make sure you check out our home network, NGSC Sports, as well as, uh, again, Huddle Up Podcast on Facebook and on Twitter. Stay safe. Stay smart. Go for the win. <laughs>